All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clothier, and with me is my co-host. Uh, Daryl. <laughs> you on your phone. <laughs> the important stuff. All right, before we get started, later. before we get started with these with uh, book two of Legend of Korra, we just want to do a little housekeeping real real quick. Housekeeping. Um, so we record these episodes a few weeks in advance. So if you've been listening, you may already know, but we are on iTunes now. Hooray! Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, that took longer than it probably should have. Probably a, a little bit. Um, we were. We were. <laughs> it took so long. <laughs> but yeah, we are on iTunes now, and you can subscribe to us just by searching for Witty Clothes, and we are right there. So subscribe, and then you can get all your favorite episodes to go. You can just Yay. get them in your pocket on your phone or your mobile device. Yeah. Um, um, what other? We are also on SoundCloud. We are also on SoundCloud. So if you're into SoundCloud, you can go subscribe to us, listen to our episodes there. Or if you just like, you know, listen to us on YouTube. We're also on uh, RSS Radio, which is what I use to listen to podcasts. And uh, we're on another thing. If you are a Android user and you use the app AntennaPod to find your podcast, we are also on there. So just search. We yeah. close. Uh, we are on iTunes. So you might have to do an iTunes option there. But oh my god, I keep hitting my pop filter. Um, but if you're on there, we you have can pop find filters us. now. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to update, grade our equipment so our voices don't sound funky and you don't get to hear well, our weird like mouth less noises. Funky. Yeah. I'd hear weird mouth noises. Also, we'd like to take a minute to appreciate people who have been listening. We've gotten a few comments. We already have, uh, you know, a, we're in the double digits now in subscribers on YouTube. So it's we're in the all a small number. It is. It is. We are very uh, much yeah, appreciate YouTube, all of you. And then we're in the triple digits for views and for some stuff. Yeah. Our overall view count is like in the thousands. So Hooray. that's pretty sick. So I'd just like to take a minute to appreciate some of our commenters. Uh, first off on our Serenity review, that's episode nine, first reaction, fan reaction. We have a Pablo Schaller who comments, nice co podcast. I binge watched all of it in one day. The results of people reviewing your favorite stuff though, sad, but inevitable. Well, we talked about that. <laughs> I'm like, ah, this person just doesn't get it. Probably part of what makes these such page turners though, or the YouTube equivalent might be thumbnail clicker, but that sounds weird. I'm eager to hear what you thought of all the stuff, good or bad. It's always interesting. So thank you so much, Pablo, for commenting and listening to all of our stuff. We really appreciate it. Even if you may not agree with our opinions, but you know, that's just, we don't even, agree. we don't even agree we with each other. We don't even agree with each other, which makes the show so much more fun. Uh, yeah. One of our other comments that we got is on our first Legend of Korra review. That's episode 10 of First Reaction, Fan Reaction uh, by Rainy Friday, who says, no joke, one of you gals sound eerily similar to Janet Varney, the voice actress for Korra. And we were trying to figure out who that was. You decided it was you. I thought it was me. It might be me, but it also might be you. So who knows if, so, uh, the if person it, wants to comment and like, yeah, leave us say, a comment. Which one? Yeah, so, we say our names. So. so I'm Kaylin. And I'm Dara. Uh, and so you figure out how to spell those in the uh, descriptions of these videos, because some people spell those differently. Um, yeah, but leave get us, close enough. Yeah, leave us a comment. We'd really like to know who sounds like who. Or if we remind you of any other voice actresses or cartoon characters, we'd really love Also, to if you want to, thoughts. for iTunes, you can give us a five-star rating and subscribe and leave us a review. Yeah, even if you hate us and you think we're terrible, we'd still really like to hear about it. I will it. say this. If you do hate us, tell us why you hate us. Like, give some give some nice, constructive criticism. We love then, constructive feedback. Then we can improve. Yeah. Or we can just talk about you on our next podcast and yeah. say whatever we want. So, uh, if you, so if it's any incentive to comment or give us some ratings, we'll talk about you in our next podcast. We'll give you a little, uh, and then up, if we have out. more incentives, eventually we will let you know. Yeah, we will let you know. So, all right. I think that about covers that. Hooray. Let's move on to, we are finally on book two of the legend of Korra. Hooray. So, uh, everybody's favorite season. Yeah, like here's so like here's the thing. Like I wasn't super excited to start the season just because of you, who like has like expressed her feelings about this season. I, listen, I I'm just being honest about how other people feel about this season. How it's do you feel about this? It's personally my least favorite season, but does that necessarily mean it's bad? No, we. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad because I do love this show very much. But there's like um, a ton of shows that have like a bad season, but like that yeah. doesn't mean it's like. So, and maybe this will be your favorite season. Who knows? I mean, we do have varying opinions. I on mean, so far things. we've seen two episodes. I still like season one better. Yeah. Oh, book one is a great season. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into this synopsis right here. Uh. So 
we this is book two spirits if you noticed we kind of run out of elements to talk about so uh the first three books of the first series avatar last airbender uh covered water earth fire the first season legend of Korra covered air so we're out of elements so what do we cover next spirits we didn't technically cover energy though uh that's a really good point actually <laughs> we don't get an energy season <laughs> That's it. I think spirits kind of covers the energy part, though. Like, uh, all looped in. So part of like, the Avatar's yeah. responsibilities, they have the elements, but they also have spirits. So that's kind of yeah. what we're doing. So we're starting off with uh, episode one, Rebel's Spirit. Yeah. Um, and we start off uh, with the newsreel announcement. You know, they have the yeah. listening yeah, on. Yeah. So they give us a little background info. It has been six months since the, yeah, the end months. of last season. So we have a little time skip right there. Um, the United Republic Council has been disbanded. Instead, they elected a president. But when you still need a council, like not a council, but like... you talking about the politics of this? Yeah, so, like even like in America, like you you have a president, yeah, but you still need like a Congress. You have and a like, Congress, a Senate. Yeah. All those kinds of, like some type of representation. So we don't really know how the structure... Also, it's only been like six months. That's kind of like a really short turnaround time to create an entire new system Does that mean we shouldn't... We haven't even met the president yet. Should we trust him? Uh, We'll meet him later and then we can make our judgment then. How's all that? Right. We've got some other people Ryko. who may or may not be trustworthy <laughs> uh and so also they let us know that boomy who was a general in the united uh, forces is retired and he's just chilling with his bro on air temple island which tends in love i'm sure he's a huge fan such a big fan uh and it also says that koromako will continue the relationship becoming the talk of republic city which and is, do we care nope that we'll let you decide nope um i already stated so we have that great info, and then mm-hmm. we switch. We're on a boat. We start off on a boat, which is actually how most seasons of Avatar and the Legend of Korra start off. This is a really fun fact. Like, almost every season starts off on a boat. Season one did? I did it. Season one was the, I think, is book one of Legend of Korra, I think, is the only one that doesn't directly start off on a boat. Oh, okay. Uh, but almost every other season starts off on a boat, because mm-hmm. Avatar Last Airbender starts off with Katara and Sokka on a boat uh, trying to get some fish. Season two, it's when they're going to the Earth Kingdom, and they're getting, catching a boat from uh the northern water tribe people and three book three is when they are going to the fire nation on a stolen fire nation boat so right that's, that's okay. some fun fact there for you if you didn't know that i think that's a really cool fact it's kind of like star wars now it always starts off on on a spaceship so, oh okay i guess yeah. i never really pay attention to that yeah so that's your fun fact of the day right. uh, anyway so we are in southern water tribe territory and we got a couple fishermen we're just chilling on a boat and they're talking about some spirits and stuff and i'm like huh that's so funny and then we have spirit kraken spirit kraken and is uh taking the fishermen to who knows where and so that's our Probably kind of early grave suspense <laughs> you know for kids um <laughs> And so that's kind of our moment of suspense as the season starts. And then we finally cut back to more of a, not a super cut, but a, we get to see what our characters have been up to. So Bolin is uh, back doing... Um, pro-bending. Pro-bending. And he's, he's talking to the fire ferrets and he's like, all right, guys, we got this one. But it turns out our lovely fire ferret team is only one third of what it used to be. Yeah. As Korra and Mako are no longer on the team. We just have some uh, replacements who aren't really very good they get knocked out very easily bolin cannot hit uh carry this team on his own even though he really wish he could yeah i kind of figured that out but then they said something like fan favorites which is kind of like mm-hmm. it's only been six months and like if they haven't been doing well i'm kind of thinking like were koramako on the team for like a little bit and then just like stuff happened or was it just like bolin's like i'm gonna start this up again and they're just kind of like eh <laughs> Yeah, so what have our other guys been up to? So Mako, he's uh, on a motorcycle. Just just on a motorcycle. I did like the motorcycle. And he's doing a... Well, he's like a, it's a police motorcycle. Yes, exactly. He is, a, he is a cop now, and he's doing a... He has a pursuit on one of the triads, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, he's doing... It's it's a your typical police chase scene, and then he does some cool bending. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some bending back and forth, and then... But he finally gets him, and then he, he ends it with a very cheesy line. It's like, he makes like a pun. Some Was it a pun? I don't remember. Good thing the police are here. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a cop now who makes really, really corny bad jokes. And I was just kind of like, Ugh. well, I think it's kind of like those like '80s cop movies. Yeah, I guess that's what he's trying to do. Mako, the '80s cop. Hooray! 
And then we next person we find out more about is Asami. All right, Asami Sato. That's one thing I will say about these two episodes. We need a more Asami. We definitely thank you. I I fullheartedly agree. We always need more Asami. She's like the most adult person <laughs> in like this entire She's show. She's the only one with her life together right now. Well, I mean, it's not that together. It's not really that together. Like but, there's some bad stuff. But, but she's trying. Mm-hmm. She is, gosh darn, is she trying. So she's uh, testing out one of the biplanes, um, which we found out more about at the end of the last yeah, yeah, yeah. season because we didn't have planes before that. But now we have planes that she's trying to sell them. Uh, but it turns out that because her dad's in jail and he used to own the company, nobody really wants to do business with them. Which makes sense. That's fair. And so she says that she's got a plan for that and she walks away, but she knows she looks like she, you know, she doesn't know how this is going to go. So this is a last ditch effort to uh, get mm-hmm. the business back on. Um and then we're back on Air Temple Island, a place that we spent a lot of time at last season. Yep. Uh, and Janora, Iki, Milo, and Cora are having an air scooter race because Cora can airbend now, and she's pretty good at it, apparently. Well, I mean, uh, it's been six months. It's been six months. She's had time to to learn. And, and like, I think from like what we've seen, like from like when she was like a kid, she mastered the other three fairly well. Yeah. So it seems like she's a fairly fast learner. Once like she picks it up, she can like learn it real fast. Yeah, she is pretty. A pretty talented lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes into the avatar state to to cheat, really. Which to, I thought that was like a thing like you needed to like be in enough like struggle or like something like that to get into the avatar state. Because I'm kind of thinking like in the book, in not book one, uh, The Last Airbender. Yeah. In that book too, like they put Aang under a lot of stress and they also put Katara under a lot of stress mm-hmm. in order to get him into the avatar state. Right. So yeah. I thought that was why. That was- um, no, because you can master the avatar state. That's kind of the, after you do all the elements, kind of the next step to master is the avatar state. Aang did try a little bit of that in book two of The Last Airbender, uh, but it didn't really work out. He could never really had it down like he did um later we saw in the flashback in book one of legend of core that eventually kind of figured out how to um do that in energy men really well um but it looks like core's kind of got a good hand on the avatar state she can go in and out as she pleases which I'm is so, kind of impressive i'm so sure starting to remember that episode of last airbender where like or the earth tribe not earth tribe like the people from the earth city were kind of like forcing Ang to get in the avatar state and they're yeah. just like and i remember i really like that episode <laughs> good episode that was the first episode of book two wasn't what? it yeah i think that was like also like when they were like super super pushing like katara and ang's like thing yeah thing because yeah. like they were kind of like okay let's just dress out somebody who we know he really likes and threaten to murder her mm-hmm. yeah but uh so yeah back to the show so so we got the air scooter race and cora uses the avatar state to cheat and iggy's like that's no fair you can't just do the avatar state that's totally mm-hmm. cheating and tenzin gets all uh gets all bitter about it. he's like what you can't yeah, but our state is oh, a They just use it as a booster rocket. Uh, and Cora argues with Tenzin because she's like, I can do whatever I want. And Tenzin's like, can't just do whatever you want. And so you Which can tell they're, they're kind of at odds here. Uh, but but kind of, Tenzin's right, though. You can't do whatever you want. Yeah. So we're kind of rehashing that kind of struggle that Oh, yeah, Tenzin we are. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Tenzin and Korra had in the last season where Korra is a very, like, modern and, like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she's just have a kind of a modern view and she's very uh, act now, think later kind of person. Tenzin's very, he's a very traditional. Yeah, like, and he's even going to the thing, like, yeah, like, you learned stuff, like, in the Korra way, now you gotta learn the traditional way. And I'm like, but I thought we already solved this. Wait, I thought we already talked about this in the last book, but apparently we're just gonna bring that back up again. It's starting to get the feeling, because, like, like we said, like, book one was just supposed to be, like, that was it, and it's kind of, like, once they got, like, the okay to do book two, they're kind of like, oh, we don't oh, have crap. anything. Yeah, you, yeah, you kind of have to re-bring up some of those conflicts, because you don't really have Or you now. could just create new ones. <laughs> Like kind of, what kind of silly writing idea is that? Man. That's ridiculous. Um, so Tenzin has plans to do this uh, trip. He's going to go to all the air temples and they're going to learn all the spiritual stuff. And that sounds like like fun, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. Eh, I mean, it sounds like a nice vacay. It's a nice vacation. Vacation Tenzin. Uh, before they do that, though, they're going to go down to the Southern Water Tribe for their Glacier Spirits Festival. Woo! Hey. It's, Party. It's basically like a giant carnival. Yeah, I like that. It's a lot of fun. So on the on the way on the way to the Southern Water Tribe, uh, we we have a little Cora and Mako interaction here, and you can kind of see where their relationship. This one is. I didn't mind. 
Okay. And so, yeah, Mako talks about his, he's being kind of a dork. He's like, yeah, kind of wrote, he has like, he literally wrote yeah, down I like that. some of his responses. <laughs> like that was cute. To, yeah. I thought that was kind of cute. That was like, okay, Mako, we'll whole, give you that one A moment. whole point to Mako. A whole point for being, being kind of a dork. Yeah. We appreciate that. We so appreciate like, you. Well, they've been like a couple for a whole six months now. Whole six months. Which in teenage years is like five years. Which is, like, so long. Even though they're, like, not that young, really. Well, she, no, she's 17. Yeah. That's like, so He's, like, 18 or 19, though. So he's, like... Still, still kind of he, like, I'm pretty he sure... He acts like a teenager. I'm pretty sure I didn't get, like, my shit together until I was at least, like, 22. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Speaking as currently a 22-year-old. So, yeah, Michael's talking about his time as a cop and that maybe he'll get promoted to detective soon. And then Cora is like, oh, man, I am so jealous because Tenzin is, like getting on my case and Michael's like well maybe he's just trying to help you and then <laughs> and then she gets frustrated and then she storms off and then you're like okay all right which like I think that leads up to another point that comes up later yes about just like somebody giving up like somebody saying their opinion on something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. okay let's continue yeah I'll bring it up later all right so so we finally get to the uh, sun and water tribe and um so then we also meet the third child of Ankatara, Kaya. I like Kaya. Kaya, yeah. So uh, if you want to know where the name Kaya comes from, it's actually the name of Katara's mother. Oh, cool. And on a meta sense, it was actually Kaya was the name of original name of Katara in the original pilot of Avatar. Oh, and then they changed it to Katara? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, you know, and also, and we know that Bumi comes from uh, King of Omashu, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what does Tenzin come from then? Nothing? Uh, well, that's kind of meta because uh, uh, Aang's mentor was in the in the Air Nomads was Gyatso, Monk Gyatso. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenzin Gyatso is the name of the Dalai Lama. Ah. So it kind of comes from Gyatso. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So now we know where those names come from. All right. We got some fun fact of the day. Uh, so all three children are reunited and they start to tease each other and be just like your standard siblings. Yeah. Uh, and so then we, we meet. I will say this, like they all seem, cause like Tenzin's like the most like straight laced of all of them. Yes. And then Boomy and Kaya are just kind of like fun and like hippy dippy. And they just like bully the hell out of Tenzin. They do. And I like it's it. It's just like, like Tenzin set the stick in the mud. Yeah. It's like, it's nice to like see just like some. Nice hippie people. I feel like you can tell that we are older siblings ourselves because we're like, yeah, gang up on the younger one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying I think it's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is really funny. I, I really like the their sibling dynamic there. It's just, it's good. It seems like Boomy and Kaya kind of like got more along like yeah. growing up. Yeah. And I think we, we'll probably hear more about that as we, we go along. Okay. Probably. Um, well, even in the next episode, you saw a little bit of that. We'll yeah, get yeah. to that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are reunited with Cora's parents. Hooray! Uh, and we, Tone Rack is her dad. Uh, Senna's mom was Senna there. I have no she idea. She was there for a little she bit. She was there. She she doesn't. Yeah, she didn't do much. She didn't really do much. We're kind of more focusing on Cora's dad, Tone Rack. Um, reasons. Yeah, and there's so there's a huge crowd at the docks, and they're like, "What is this crowd here for?" And we see we actually have some visitors coming from the northern tribe mm-hmm. down to the southern tribe. Uh, who is the chief of the Northern Tribe, whose name is Unalak, and his kids, who are twins, uh, Desna and Eska. And Bolin is like, hey, who are the who are the twins there? And she's like, eh, one of them's a dude, bro. And he's like, oh. Which oh, one's okay. the dude? <laughs> Which one's the guy? Um, we should also mention, what's his name, Unalak? Yeah, I wanted to see if that was revealed at this part. Yeah, it was. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so then we find out that Tonrak and Unalak our brothers. Which, like, I was wondering, because they were drawn very similarly. Yes. And I wasn't sure if they just, like, did that by accident. Right. Or, like, they were going to, like, set up the siblings. It was thing. very purposeful. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I was about to say something like, why did they draw them so similarly? Like, that's not going to help. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're siblings. Okay. Yes, they are siblings. And so you can say there's some tension there. Which I also put, yeah. There's, there's some tension there. And you you got to wonder what's going down. You got to wonder why one of them's living in the north, one of them's living in the south. There's a lot There's a lot to talk about here. Uh, I mean, I, and yeah, I didn't really think about that. Because like the water, the northern and the southern tribe are technically two different tribes. Yeah. That, yeah, that was. They're like sister tribes, but they're really not. They really have their, both have their own kind of cultures. And, you know. Yeah, I was going to say also, I don't really like Unalak. 
Yeah, I don't think does does anybody ever like Unalak? Here's There's the something thing. about him. Here's it's a little shift. Here's the thing. He is also a stick in the mud, like Tenzin. Yes, but unlike Tenzin, Tenzin can also like have like his like over the top funny moments. Yeah, and he actually feels like a person. Yes, and Unalak is just a stick in the mud. He, yeah, he, and he's not fun. Exactly. So you know, we're, we're at the carnival now, and, we're and he's all around, like, and he's like, uh, this this festival used to be about meditation and being all spiritual and not eating food. Oh and, my um, God, Unalak the hipster. And Unalak, you can't, buddy. This is a this is a cultural he's moment. Such a, he's like this, a hipster. You can't be pretentious about it. You just yeah. Gotta, also, um, side note, I really love actually the the setting of the carnival. Yeah, me too. It just looked, I, I really, the setting is just done so well because it reminds you of like a modern carnival, but it still has those kind of like its own kind of water tribe spin. Well, it kind of reminds me of like when I was uh, in London and uh, like during the holidays at Hyde Park, they have like a big carnival there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. It's like all this like fun stuff you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was fun. And also just like the cartoon Aang uh, and, and the cute little Appa uh, stuffed animal. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Just, it was lovely. I loved it. So, but then you got uh, Tunrak Tenzin and Unalak just being a bunch of, you know, getting kind of tension on. I don't really care about that part. <laughs> okay. I don't really remember it. I know, right? It's like, because it was a pretty like conversation you can tell like everyone's kind of button heads right now and Cora's kind of looking for a way out and Tenzin's like we have to do this to the traditional way and Tonrak's like yeah do this to the traditional way and Unalak's like ah, okay but I'm a lot of cooler right well does her dad like right? want her to do it the tra- tra- traditional way or does he just not want her to go with Unalak he, she, he just doesn't want her to go with Unalak so he's trying so he's probably trying to say that in every other way possible except mm-hmm. being like hey I don't really like my bro here who but does? <laughs> the answer is no one. Well, I think Cora kind of does. Because kind of like, oh, look, something different. Cora, I feel like, like, does, I feel like if uh, Cora lived in, like, our times, it, she'd probably be a bit diagnosed with ADHD. Because, like, once she gets bored of something, she's like, okay, let's go find the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then she gets mad. So we change scenes. And we are now back to Asami and Bolin. Who are getting ready to meet Varric. And are just friends. And they're totally just friends. I know, because you were looking at me, you're like, because uh, the way it was uh, framed, I think, the way the way this scene I don't think, it, like, the like, way it was framed, it was kind of like, you could see it going one way or the other. Yeah, but the way And the way that the show, it. and the way the show's been going. The way the show's been going, literally everybody just gets together with everyone. Let's yeah. be very honest here. If you just put two people next to each other, you're like, ah, it's so we meet yeah, the artist formerly known as Varric. <laughs> you compared him to Prince. He um, looked like Prince. Most people compare him to Howard Hughes. He's a very Howard Hughes-esque character. Ah, uh, I don't really know what Howard... I guess I know a little bit about Howard Hughes. I guess? Eh. Yeah. I saw more Prince. Uh, not like looks-wise, just like the type of character he is. Oh, uh, well, I guess. Well, think about I it. I don't know a ton about Howard Hughes, series. honestly. Yeah, yeah. I know I don't know. I know a little bit. You saw The Aviator, right? I saw some of it. I. My, uh, that's okay. But he did not look like Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to meet Varric, who Asami thinks he has the power to save the company because he's a very rich businessman. Yes. Um, And he's got some connections here. Maybe he can help us out. Uh, And then she so she basically uses Bolin as her assistant and to be kind of seen, not heard. Um, So we walk in. We kind of already know who Varric is because he thinks he really excited because he thinks he's levitating and he's not and nobody's saying anything. he's not and everybody's like clapping like oh yeah because nobody wants to upset this guy because he's rich and has a lot of money and everybody wants to be his friend even though he's crazy and Bolin being Bo- Bolin Bolin being Bolin is like you weren't levitating at all and Asami's like oh god everything is done for it but, yeah but Varric respects that he does I appreciated he- that <laughs> Varric's like what uh now I look crazy and he fires one of his assistants mm-hmm. um and and then, so he he starts going off on one of his crazy business schemes. His next big venture is moving pictures, which already exist. Moving pictures did not already exist. No. Well, like they had the projector, and they said, "Well, that was like the start of it." Uh, so th- this was like this was the equivalent of the. Uh, no, but movie pictures do exist. We've seen the recaps. <laughs> on last episode of Legend of Korra. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. That was a uh, that was a callback to one of the very first clips, and I forget, like the very first like movies, um, like the, the train one. I'm or? not sure it's the train. I think there was another one with an animal or something. Maybe um, I don't remember. Yeah, I know. I, I'm like trying to think back. To, I took uh, a history of film class, and I only remember like the movie, the train, <laughs> like that one where it's like train. a train, and the people yeah. got terrified because they thought the train was gonna like come yeah. kill them. 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure if that was a callback to the train or, or another one. Um, but that's, but he's like that. We don't need to use moving pictures just to show ostrich horses running. We can mm-hmm. do drama, adventure, like tell a story. And um, well, then he shows a lady. Then he shows this lady whose name is Ginger. She's got a. Wait, your name is Ginger? Guy. Yes, it is. That's such a weird name in the Avatar universe. Yes, it is. I think that's like probably a stage name. Okay. We're just gonna say that's a stage name, uh, and she's got some lovely dyed hair, and she's gonna be a she's gonna be a movie star, mm-hmm. mover star, mm-hmm. um, and so Asami's like, hey, that's really cool and all, but also my my company is about to go under, so do you think you could help me out? And so then they have a quick stare off. Yep, Asami wins, and so that business deal, bam, right there. All right, that's, that's how all business ventures work. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, so that's that scene. And then, then Asami's like, oh, yeah, Bolin, thanks, man. And then she gives him a hug. Then that looked really shippy. But, you know, we're going to. I get like, I, Again, I can see the two ways. Like, it could seem shippy or it could just seem like, oh, like you're like my best friend. Hug. Yeah. So that was cute. Also, I think it'd be weird if, like, nice oh, yeah, way. now I'm going to date the brother of the guy who <laughs> left me for the Avatar. <laughs> I yeah, mean, you know what? I'm the core kind of did that low key. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna bring this up because yeah. I didn't think. I'm, I'm not sure if it's gonna come up later. But like, are we gonna have like any repercussions for the Mako Kora zombie thing? Because like, zombie did not like really have any contact with Kor or Mako in yeah, the last two episodes. So like, is there gonna be? That's a really good question. Is there a thing? Um, that's a really good question. We're gonna find out later. All right. Um, and so then we go back and they're having a, a nice royal feast. Uh, Unalak gets to talk. He's like, um, he's like, man, he's like, I'm tired of all this, this ridiculous stuff. Let's go back to like the spirituality of it all. And, and I'm like, fuck you, Unalak. Nobody likes he's you. Boring, and nobody likes you, Unalak. No, nobody likes you. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, we're gonna change that in in the future. And Cora, um, so they're talking a little more, and Cora finds out that actually the reason she was in the Southern Water Tribe her entire life and being watched by the White Lotus wasn't actually Aang's idea. Yeah. That was a reveal there. It was actually uh, um, Tenzin and Tonrak's idea because they're like, yo, it's not safe out there. We're, you're just going to stay here for like ever. Cool. That That's fine? a weird reveal. Yeah. And she's, so she's pretty upset about that. I've, understandably. I, I have concerns about this reveal. It seems weird. It, it is very weird. Like... I guess it makes sense, like, I would not want to do that. Like, yeah. not would say, like, oh, no, like, let her travel the world. She needs to know this stuff. I mean, Aang, Aang was a nomad. He was an yeah. nomad. It'd be weird for him to ask for somebody to be like, yo, stay put your entire life. I have another point. Yes, please. Wouldn't Katara have said something about that? Like, once they say, oh, we're going like, to keep her here? I, f- I feel like Katara's whole MO at this point is... I am too old for this shit. No, but like, but like when she was like, when they found out, they could have said something. And like at this point, was there any danger? Uh, like we already dealt. Like the danger thing didn't pop up for. We uh hmm. Like was this there... is a point that gets explored like later on in the series. Mm-hmm. So I may hold may hold your questions for later. But those are some good questions. Okay, those are some good questions. Because if there was danger, then Cora's gonna feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's still like she's still like in her like hormonal teenage kind of thing. Oh gosh, she she's very much a hormonal teenager right now. Like if she like if she grows up within like the next couple seasons, I'm gonna be like, okay, fine, I'm gonna forgive this. But like, yeah, it's starting to get annoying. Uh, yeah, you can tell they kind. I feel like they kind of regressed the character a little bit here. They kind of they're kind of like, okay, you you really matured by the end of last season, but also you we have three more seasons like, of this. So step back. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, I don't know. That's that's a personal opinion. Maybe maybe that's not the case, but that's what it looks like. To yeah. Some of us. So oh yeah, and then also at the dinner, Tenzin is eating with siblings, and they're all uh, giving him crap for just being him. And Katara looks sad. She's like, "Children, why can't we just get along? Just just get along." I didn't feel like they. Were, I mean, it wasn't like arguments. It was kind of just like siblings being siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like at this point, like when you think like Katara be used to this, you think. Uh, all, also, I do kind of like the fact that, like, it's not, like, the two people who have, like, bending powers, like, going against the guy who doesn't have bending powers. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the older ones going against the younger ones. Yeah. And, like, the ones, like, like Bumi and Kai are the most similar. Yeah. They're which I like. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and so then after dinner, uh, Bowen, Mak, and Kura, they're just walking around the festival, and there's, like, the scene with, like, the cotton handy, and we're, <laughs> we're like, okay, it's, we get it. Also, get you're it. right in front of Bolin. Do you not remember this love oh, angle? Bolin's face. I don't think he cares anymore, but he's he's just like, all right. Which kids. is weird that he doesn't care considering what you've told me about, not told me like what's going to happen, but like stuff that's going to come up. Uh, I don't think I mentioned. You mentioned that like there might be, like I mentioned, like are they going to bring up well, the love? No, the lo- it's, it's, it, I think, 
Uh, I don't want to say it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. You'll, yeah. But anyway. Um, so, because Bolin, he doesn't really care because he's kind of interested in this this lady over here, this weird broody lady who is uh, Desna and Eska. Just Eska. Not Which one's the, the girl? Eska is the girl. Okay. And so he tries to go up and talk to him and he's being Bolin. So yep. He's being kind of a dork about it. Uh, and Desna and Eska are kind of like not like Bolin and not like any of them in that they don't have She doesn't much. like anyone. They don't neither. They probably like each other. Like a sibling. I bet it's like siblings. Like they like they like like they like each other like yeah. person. Yeah, sure. I think they just they probably tolerate. Are this each gonna other. get worse than I th- no. We're not gonna get to that. Uh so anyway, Eska is like uh Eska like she I think she warms up to him a little bit. Oh, should we mention like, the voice actors for Oh yeah, well, cause I because we were talking about voice actors a little like, bit. Like the guy sounded um, familiar and so did the girl, and then you told me the girl was um Aubrey Plaza. Plaza yes, I'm like that Eska makes perfect is voiced by Aubrey Plaza. Which makes perfect sense. Which really does. It just makes let me check real quick who does this voice actors because I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Oh. Yeah, like I'm just like, oh yeah, that sounds like Aubrey Plaza. And then it like I think most of, of Aubrey Plaza's lo- roles are just kind of like the not like most much emotion and just kind of like yeah this is a very typical Aubrey Plaza kind like of role. role granted like her role in Legion's quite is a bit different so oh I, I have like, to I still have to watch Legion. I gotta finish that show I still gotta just start it I have to record it and I just haven't as it's it. probably selling on demand and if it's FX it's probably gonna go on Netflix Aaron Himmelstein Himmelstein no, no I don't know him I don't what is he in uh he was in Austin Powers he played a younger version of Austin Powers in the film Goldmember. I never see Yeah, that was like the one I didn't see. Um, okay. Oh, other credits. It's in Community, House. Uh, Probably it's like a guest spot in House, I wouldn't remember. Honestly. Um, so he's been, he's been in stuff. Yeah. So probably not as well known as Abu Plaza. Yeah. Sorry to say, but it's true. Well, that's who we knew. Yeah. Better. Um, but anyway, Bolin tries to... Hit hit on her, and and it kind of works. Kind of, and I feel like she just has never had anybody hit on her. Yeah, I don't. I, she's probably not approached a lot in the Northern Water Tribe. One because they're they're kind of royalty in a yeah. sense, and two because they're very scary looking. They're very standoffish. They're very standoffish. And I so. feel like Bolin does not know what he's getting himself into. Oh, I I think that's yeah safe to say with literally anything that Bolin does. Well, Bolin just went up to her because I don't know. If, did he think that she was pretty, or was she just kind of like I want a girl? Uh, After all that debacle, <laughs> I think I think she genuinely probably thought she was pretty, and then just didn't know what he was getting himself into. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, you amuse me, win me prizes, and you're like, oh, okay, that's totally a healthy way to do that. And so Mako Core, they start talking again, which is just bad for everyone involved. Yeah, because <laughs> they can't, um, they can't really. They're not great at the whole. Mako doesn't know how to how to how to talk to a lady how to how to which is weird because he was quite i felt like he was like pretty decent with asami i think he's he's pretty charm i think he just doesn't know how to deal with having the avatar as a girlfriend i'm not sure many of us would understand what that was like he was better off with asami (laughs) (laughs) um because mako's like like kora's like oh man i'm so annoyed blah 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 blah. and mako's like i support you and then okay, yeah, Corey's that part. Like, Corey's like, really? And he's like, I don't really know, but I, I'm supposed to support you, I think. And then Corey gets mad, and she's like, you don't get it. You know honey. what? No, I'm gonna say this. I'm on Corey's side for this. Okay, this got Please me explain. like this got me like highly irritated. I'm on Cora's side for this because you know what she wanted? She wanted an opinion. She yeah. wanted a different opinion because right. she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know what to do in a certain situation, yes, obviously the final choice is yours. But you want other people who you care care about. You want their Word. opinion. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> that got me so mad. I'm just like, it, it, I guess like I'm a bit mad at Cora too. Because you know, I forget if Cora said this. She's just like, no, just give me like, give me your opinion. Right. I don't know if she said that or not. <laughs> or yeah. like said something like that. See, I think she said something like that. And yeah, and you're like. She's like, and he's like, I support you. They, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, what do you think I should. supposed to be a little more. It's not like it's not like upsetting or anything. If somebody yeah. if somebody asks you like, what do you think I should do? Like they might they may or may not do what you say, mm-hmm. but you're still giving what you think. Right. Mako. Mako, boy. Mako, we're gonna have to have a talk here about how to talk to women, how to be a supportive. Boyfriend. No, no, it's not how to talk to women. It's how to how, how to be in a stable, how to be healthy relationship, in a healthy communicative relationship. And we're gonna have to have a talk about this. So just whenever you're free, call me up. 
and we'll have a very nice conversation. Um, yeah. So, so, so later that night, uh, Naga wakes up and she starts, you know, growling howling and yep, growling and howling and all that jazz. And so Cora runs outside. We're like, "What's going on here?" Uh, it turns out there's a dark spirit. Hooray! A really scary looking spirit guy. Well, not hooray, but yeah. And so. Uh, so everyone starts trying to fight it because we don't know what this thing is. We don't know how to. Well, I think they it. assume it's a spirit. It, it is a spirit. It's pretty obviously a spirit. We just don't know what kind of spirit it is. Um, and so really everyone tries to fight it and doesn't everyone's work. losing. It, it doesn't really work. Uh, mm-hmm. so we finally get to a point where, and then Unalak comes in, right? Yeah. And he, he does a weird kind of bending thing with water. Spirit bending. It's kind of spirit water bending. It's really nice. Which, I guess. A makes sense for water just cause like it looked like the same kind of movement. Actually, it's like right. a combination of like water and airbending because like obviously no, it's just waterbending because he's a waterbender. But airbending is more spirit, isn't it? No, uh, airbenders are more kind of in touch with spirit stuff, but airbending itself isn't okay. in itself isn't spiritual. I think it's just you have to be in touch with the spiritual side, and then you can use your bending to be spiritual. And like waterbending helps because it's a very healing kind of element. Yeah. So so I thought Unalox figured out how to uh, how to put a how to make spirits not terrible which how did he do that who knows did he meet a turtle lion he he may have met a lion turtle he may lion turtle that what it was lion turtle okay yeah, you're i close. know this stuff <laughs> we watch this show uh you watch it more than i do <laughs> yeah um and so and so core is like yo you know what? you figured this guy out that's pretty cool and he's like yeah and then uh tenzin and tonrock are like yeah you need to learn uh uh, um, yeah, you still have to keep doing what you're doing. And she's like, no, I need to learn how to fight spirits instead of just doing airbending because I know how to airbend. We're like, okay, Cora, sure you do. Um, and so I mean, like, she, she basically she- just like breaks up with Tenzin as a teacher and it's like, I'm going to be with Unalak now. All right, cool. And so we're like, this seems like a totally good decision. Which, okay. like will not come back and bite us in the butt Look, later. maybe she can, like, take a lesson from Egg. You have multiple teachers. <laughs> that sounds fake, but okay. No. Well, okay. I'm like, wait, did you make a joke? <laughs> you can't just have multiple teachers. What is this, high school? Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so so Cora, she's, she's a very... Uh, uh, they could have monogamous maybe, student. <laughs> I, well, like maybe also something else that would work is like, like to get her out of the way. Maybe Tan's gonna say like, okay, maybe why don't we take a break from this? Yeah, and then you can go like do this. Mm-hmm. Like that would have probably been a better way. I think like I we think we're on a break. No, no, yeah, whatever. No, what I meant like Tenzin could have said that. Why don't we take a break from airbending? Yeah. I feel like Tenzin should have said that because you know he's the adult. Mm-hmm. He could have like brought up and might have said, uh, oh, okay, like what? Like obviously you really want to do this we'll take a break i'm gonna go to go to this place we'll take a break and then you can do your spirit thing yeah but that hasn't happened so she kind of just like breaks up and he's like oh okay and that's kind of where we leave that thread of things um and then uh which like i'm gonna just assume it goes back to normal soon (laughs) and then uh tenzin gets ready to go on his vacation with his family and guitar's like hey you should take these people with you take your siblings and he and he's like i'm taking my family he's like these are your family and you just you know waiting for her to be like i birthed you from from the same place you're literally family please just take your siblings get along i swear to god and she's like you'll you learn to appreciate the time you have with your siblings and i was just waiting for her to say my brother is dead you asshole <laughs> and be like appreciate them yeah but Sokka and katara they, i feel like they always kind of got along they did well, yeah i mean they were siblings they so. got they fought like they but they didn't have like that like whole thing where like they didn't talk for like 20 right. years yeah exactly i don't know if i don't know like i mean i assume it feels like kai and boomy have a good relationship mm-hmm. and then tenzin just kind of like they're annoying i'm gonna go away <laughs> i gotta repopulate the the air to <laughs> um and so yeah it's, and so that's kind of where we leave that episode off so tenzin is going with his family and his siblings to go to the the um the air temples mm-hmm. and then Cora is ready to start some spirit training with Unalong. Wait, where nothing can go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. So that is where we leave off uh, that episode. And we are done with the first episode of book one. I feel like we talked about that for a very long time. We also had the iTunes bit. Oh, yeah. And we had some feelings. And we had some feelings about things. Yeah. Um, So what did you think of that episode? So I thought this episode was definitely interesting. And I like where stuff is going. Mm -hmm. But I think there's just like... 
I guess it is like the fact that like they didn't know what they were doing for the season, so they regressed some of the characters. Mm-hmm. So like the stuff that I thought they already learned, it turns out they didn't learn. Right. And it's they're get it's getting on my nerves. Like like at that point, like I'm feeling like you can like do like it a little bit, but it just kind of felt like they put them not a hundred percent back to where they were mm-hmm. in book one, but like maybe like seventy five percent back. Yeah. So it was just kind of like that's kind of getting that's getting annoying. I don't right. know if it's gonna continue on during mm-hmm. the season, but hopefully it doesn't. And it's not just like a whole regression where like the whole season just kind of like look, we learned the same lessons that we already learned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I like the spirit stuff though. That was interesting. Um, I like Eska and what's her brother's name? Desna. Desna. I like them. They're kind of they're kind of funny. They're kind of weird. They're um, funny. I want more Sami. I do. And Me too, also, girl. where's Lynn? That's a good question. Where is Lynn? Where is my metal bending cop mother? Although That's I do like Kai and Boomy. They're fun. I love Kai and Boomy. I love their, their kind of sibling dynamic. And then Unlock, I I don't like. Nobody likes Unlock. I don't. I mean, like, I feel like I'm not really spoiling anything by, like, nobody. Well, when I compared to, like, the, <laughs> in the, the villains from, like, book one, like, you knew that they were villains. I don't, like, the one thing I do kind of like about him, I don't see him as, like, a villain. Okay. I could see him as, like, a like an antagonist where it's kind of like right. I understand his point yeah but like he could just still be like right. not yeah because right now it's more like he just disagrees with some of the ideals of some of the more major he gets characters. he does not get along with his brother which he just is doesn't not get good. along yeah but but you don't really see him he doesn't have like a real he's not really fighting for something bad from what we can tell so yeah far. it feels like it feels like I could understand his point of view right but yeah yeah so well, what about you um yeah this is re-watching this again uh i don't really have too many thoughts on it uh this is just a good way i think to get back into uh the story getting back into book two where you get to learn see more of the southern water tribe which i really like because we really never got to see any of it in in this series or the previous series the last mm-hmm. airbender um so getting back there and getting to see a little bit more of this scene where you know some a lot of our main characters uh kind of hometown it's nice yeah I, I like it and so yeah we got a little more conflict um i i think some at times some of the um uh character elements are a little forced uh like bullen being funny and cora being hot-headed i think it's a little forced at some moments yeah um, on the plus side mako is less broody Ma- mako wasn't bad he was pretty good in this episode he, Sorry, at yeah. some points you're like oh mako and other points you're like oh mako um, yeah, so like, I, maybe they like maybe they kind of like didn't want to go back to that. So maybe if he's the only character who progresses, I'm gonna find that hilarious. That, that, that'll we'll s- somehow be okay with that. Um, but yeah, so, I'd be more okay if everybody progressed. Yeah. So and we're still kind of getting started here. So you know what? I'm just gonna hold my thoughts off until we we jump into the next episode. How's that? Mm-hmm. All right. Any other thoughts before we take our break? Nope. I'm good. All right. Cool. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about. Legend of Korra, book two, episode two, The Southern Lights. Stay tuned. Okay, so we are back. We're back. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting break we just had. Anyway, so we are back with Legend of Korra, book two, episode two, The Southern Lights. Let's get started Ooh. on that synopsis. Yep. So so Korra here, she's ready. She's ready to get her training started with her new teacher, who is her also her uncle, but I don't know if she ever calls that, him uncle. She did once in the episode. I think so. But like yeah. I found that weird because like I don't know like if they haven't seen like I even said like even like my uncle like if I have like like, family members were, like, I'm not close with, but if they're still technically, like, an aunt or an uncle, I still refer to them yeah. as that. What's up with that? What is with these strange familial customs of the Southern Water tribe? Yeah. And so, um, she, he's like, yo, you're not just, just going to learn how to fight spirits here, kid. We're going to learn how to, you know, do all this cool spiritual stuff. So, we're going to open uh, so literally the everything, spirit portal. So, literally everything that she did with airbending essentially kind of just like not right. fighting but learning which i don't think is what she wanted no i think she she wants to fight she wants to fight she wants to fight things um have you met her 
<laughs> have we met this character yet? And so he's like, we're going to go to the South Pole, like the little actual South Pole, uh, which is kind of a you know, scary kind of journey here because it's literally the South Pole. Um, we're going to open a spirit portal because that's been shut for a really long time. And he's like telling her like, you know, ever since. Uh, so it's a spirit portal, portal, not the spirit portal. Correct. There is a spirit portal. Um, oh, maybe that's a spoiler. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to say it. It's fine. Um, you have there, the power. Yeah, Do what you a, want with it. A, oh, this is, it's a, such a scary power to have, <laughs> to have all this information. Um, but so there's a spirit portal that, that has been closed for quite some time and is a, literally a direct connection uh, between the spiritual world and the physical world. So we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to go open that up. Yeah, it's no big deal. That that's totally gonna be fine. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, uh, Tenzin and his his crew they arrive at the Southern Air Temple and they're uh greeted by the Air Acolytes, who is if we want to refresh from last season, Air Acolytes are uh like not Airbenders. They're not Airbenders, but they follow the Airbender way. So they're yes. carrying on the culture and everything. They just can't bend air. Yes. That, that's okay. Yes. Um. And so they're a little too ecstatic to meet Tenzin and his family because I think they kind of there's a little bit of idol worship there I feel well they are the only airbenders and Pema is the one who is carrying slash like helping reproduce yeah so they're, they're pretty excited to meet these guys and they're like oh we'll help you with all this stuff and like the, here's, here's a head shaver here's some, yeah we, we, here's all these cool gifts and stuff um and they're all really excited about Tenzin and Pema and their kids and but not Kai and Bumi yeah they're really disregarding Kai and Bumi here um, and they're like, Hey, can we get, s- we're also Aang's kids. And he's like, Oh, you're also airbenders. They're like, no, no. We're, not, we're not airbenders. We're, we're just the kids. And they're like, Oh, well, whatever. That's, and so they're, they're I not very happy about that. I think it's cause like, look, there are a lot of waterbenders and a lot of normal people. <laughs> yeah. But, and so like, and so I think that brings up a, an interesting, uh, interesting point. And maybe we'll get to explore that a little well, later on. I guess I do find it interesting cause like this, these people are probably nothing like Kai and Bumi. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah. I feel like this whole experience is just not going to go well. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting to see how kind of people don't really look like they're they're really into the airbender culture, even though like that's very much you know their legacy as well. You yeah, know, yeah, that's their dad was also he kind of the last airbender. Um, but you know what? We're just going to go back to the South Pole. We're not going to look into that any further uh, for now. For now, well, for, I mean, we go back a no, just for, just for right we do now. go back a little bit, yeah, in, but in not a, involving in a that. Bit. Yeah, in a little bit we will get there, but right now we're going back to the South Pole, and they're getting ready to go uh, to the actual literal South Pole to open the Spirit Portal. And Tonerak is like, "Hey, we're gonna, I'm, I'm coming with, because I'm gonna accompany my daughter, because I need, to, I need to look out for her." And she's like, "Oh my God, Dad, you are so embarrassing." <laughs> no, Literally, but I'm an I adult. get, I get that. Like, you don't trust this person who your daughter's going with. You're gonna wanna. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, if we went somewhere untrustworthy, I'm pretty sure our dads would kind of be like, hey, yeah, wait a minute. Like, hey, hey, man. And so, yeah, so. That philosophy, don't mess with my kid. <laughs> so, Don actually is trying to be a, a cool dad, but he's not really cool. Dad. He's a protective dad, but he hasn't really mastered the art of cool dad yet. And that's okay, because not everyone can be a cool dad. I don't, when does, when your dads get to cool level? That's a really good question. <laughs> our dads are going to listen <laughs> So, Father, if you're listening. <laughs> um, uh, and also, like, Bolin comes up, too. So that it looks like tensions are growing, and then Bolin comes up and interrupts because that's what he does as the comic relief character. Uh, he comes in on a snowmobile. Which is the only reason Derek that Bolin's him. going because he's the main character. Yeah, we we're like, why is he going? He really has no reason to go to this uh, Mako thing. Said, nobody really has any reason to go to this. No, but it's for- like Unalak and Korra are the only people who really need to go. Uh, but also somehow Mako gets along and then Bolin comes and then Tanar mm-hmm. comes and also Eskin doesn't come for some the reason. The only person I don't get going is Bolin. Like I get Mako going because like Korra might have just been like, I kind of just, you know, yeah. like I, I like this guy. We're kind of dating. I want to be with him. He's kind of my significant other. I'm going to like, Unalak's kind of like, okay, I'm going to bring my kids with me. Yeah. Fine. I think they're also waterbenders. So that's kind of useful in a place like They're the interesting waterbenders. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. They bend cool. Uh, we'll see that later on. And then... And then, but then the Bolin's just like... And then Tonerak's like, hey, I'm going to protect some people. Like, we're gonna, I'm just going to keep an eye on yeah, you, yeah. bro. Bolin's just there. And then Bolin's there. He's he's there for emotional support, I guess. You know what? You know, we could have... You know, be good. You could have stayed back with Asami. And then we could have gotten that. I then, like... Then we could have gotten some extra... No, a I like that whole perhaps. thing, though. Like, that whole plot point with, like, Asami. Yeah. It was, a, it was interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, she actually... She feels like she grew a bit. I think she is... Grown as a person. Oh, you want, okay, okay. Her. Her. Anyway, we're going to stop talking. This episode's long enough. I'm not going to talk talk about my love of my life. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then they start going to the South Pole. Um, 
he and Korra's like, oh man, there's some evil spirits. He's like, nah, man. He's like, they're no evil spirits. It's just light and there's dark. And we all got a little bit of light and dark in us. All Have right? you seen Star Wars? That's <laughs> not so, how that works. So basically, yeah, basically, uh, yeah, Unalak they- has never seen Star Wars. He doesn't know what a Luke Skywalker is. He's He's been pretty... Uh, uh, off the grid for yeah like i brought up this point like having both of us seen a fair amount of fantasy and science fiction stuff mm-hmm. there is always somebody who is just pure evil yeah no matter what yeah so so i'm not sure we all agree with that but you know what Unalak, you do you like there are some people who are like you know gray areas yeah um and so they, then they keep, they take camp for the night and so then we get uh they talk about some spirits and stuff and we get some backstory we find out why there's so much tension between these two brothers, uh, these two water tribe brothers. It's a good reason. There's a pretty good reason. Pretty so, good reason. Uh, yeah. So Tonarak is actually uh, kind of the older brother here. He's actually older than Unalak. And he's from which, the Northern Water and Tribe. And he's from the Northern Water Tribe. They were both originally from the Northern Water Tribe. So then thinking about that in, in a statistical matter, that means then shouldn't Tonarak have been the... Uh, the chief of the Northern Water Tribe? Yes. And that's, it's a good point. But, but why is that? Well. So back in the Dizay, when everyone was all chilling up in the Northern Water Tribe, mm-hmm. uh, the tribe was attacked by some, some barbarians, some just dudes. And they weren't firebenders. A very clear point. Not they were not firebenders. For once. Uh, not for all, once. Hashtag not all firebenders, but also hashtag most firebenders. Hashtag most firebenders. Anyway, <laughs> for once in this entire show. For once this entire gosh dang show. Um, and so, uh, and so, so Tonrak is a general, right? He's a general and he's like, all right, we're going to fight. So, so they're able to drive the barbarians out of town and into this uh, forest, but it's a hallowed place. It is a very spiritual forest. And that can grow that in ice. In there. Yeah, and, and uh, so Tonrak doesn't give a heck about this spiritual place. They, they might just not be spiritual, of, that's fine. They just want to get rid of the barbarians. So because of that, they they destroy the crap out of this forest in an effort to just get rid of these barbarian Which guys. Which they right? do. Uh, and they totally succeed. But the, the negative part of that, the spirits are, are mad. Uh, they're kind of pissed. Yeah. They're really pissed off that somebody would have the nerve to come into their house and put and just just drown them out again. Good point, spirits. Spirits, yeah. They there's a there's a good point there. Yeah. So uh, uh, because of that, they start really screwing with the uh, Northern Water Tribe, and just it's it's a bad time. Yeah. Basically, the Northern Water Tribe almost loses it because uh, these spirits are pissed, and yeah. uh, Unalak is able to do the spirit bending thing and help. Uh, get the spirits back to the forest yeah. and make them good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tonrak, he's kind of in a bad place right now because he being the general, it's kind of his fault. It's kind of his fault that the spirits are Oh, it's definitely his fault. It's definitely his fault. And so so his dad is also pissed and is like, yo, man, you can't. I'm going to have to banish you. Uh, I won't give you a scar, though, because we're not some, you know, terrible firebender people. You just, just got to leave. We're not some evil Mark Hamill, Hamill fire lord. <laughs> So I'm just gonna have to ask you to leave. So uh, Tonarak is like, all right, that's that's I respect that. So and then, then he, he leaves, uh, yeah. and he finds a new life in the Southern Water Tread. Yeah, we all know what happens after that. And yeah, it's not, you know, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's the backstory there. And so then then you kind of understand why why they're kind of peeved at each other. Why there's some tension, which there. makes sense. Makes makes some sense. Yeah. So because you know Unalak got this job that was supposed to be Tonarak's the whole time, but Tonarak also really screwed up. So. And yeah. then, then we come back and Unalak's, and uh, not Unalak, but Bolin's like, oh, wait, you were supposed to be, and he were, and that's why, oh, uh, that makes sense. I'm and like, I'm like Bolin, Bolin uh, honey, please just. Shut up. We get it. We get it, honey. Um, and Cora's like, why did you keep this from me the whole time? I'm yeah. Like, that's pretty, that's a pretty big story. Probably should have. I remember like at first I'm like, Cora, like, it's like, it's your dad, like, get over it. And then I kind of thought about it and I'm kind of like. Like people, like she's like people keep like her keep people have been keeping her isolated. Yeah, and like they weren't really like letting her travel, and like they've been hiding stuff mm-hmm. from her. So she kind of has a reason to be pissed. She's a total reason to be pissed. It's understandable. I'm that matter. Plus, if you haven't noticed, Cora mm-hmm. is hot headed, very yeah. hot headed. Cora is a hot head. Surprise, so. surprise. Um, and so, uh, so she's kind, she's kind of pissed. And okay, I have a question here. Yes, I have a question here. So, so if Tone Rack 
was supposed to be the chief of Northern Water Tribe, and being the chief is basically like royalty. So it's about even like Kor is sort of like kind of related to royalty. We we never touch upon this in the whole gosh dang show, and I just want to bring up this point here, all right? Because like I feel like that's kind of an important point. It's like I'm the Avatar. I'm also kind of royalty of my tribe. No big deal, all right? What is tech? Isn't like Avatar kind of higher than royalty? Yes, but it's a good bonus. It's a good. It's a good thing to put on the resume. But the avatar is like a giant bonus. Yeah, the avatar is a huge bonus, but also additional bonus. I feel like I feel like Cora just kind of rolled the the uh, the roulette of life and is making out pretty dang well so far. Is um, she? Who oh, no. That's a great question. Have you met her? Have it's you met dope. her boyfriend? He's nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's nice enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I feel like nobody ever brought up this whole point when during this show that nobody's like, hey, you were the Avatar and also royalty. Like, what kind well, of Well, did they, BS like, bring up that? the royalty? I don't know. I guess nobody brings up the royalty. Nobody thing. brings up any, like, isn't, like, the Water Tribe thing, like, the only royalty? Isn't only the Northern Water Tribe that's royalty? Yeah, well, yeah, because I think, well, in the original uh, Last Airbender series, um, the Southern Water Tribe was kind of pretty much gutted, really. Yeah. And by the war and everything. So nobody really knew. Like, they had a chief, kind of. They had a chief, and then there was like and if you look at other tribes like i don't think earthbenders had like a but they, no they did one place that the bossing say yeah well, no and omashu they had kind of like it was kind of like a series it's kind of like a city state kind of thing yeah uh, and then the and then the fire the yeah the fire lord fire lord fire but nation. i don't know if they i don't know what they still, that's the royalty though because they had they had you know it was prince Zuko and everything yeah but i don't know if they have that anymore i don't know how that works did, okay who knows? We'll find out later. Um, so I don't know. I just that's a weird point that I always. Thought I guess about I just didn't really think. Up. I didn't really think about it because I'm kind of just like I'm pretty sure like Avatar will probably trump all royalty. Yeah, true. It does so score. Um, also, wait. Does that also mean that nobody brings this up either? So, so all right. You know, you know our girl Yue from the first series. She was the the Moon Lady. Yeah, yeah. So does that mean Korra is kind of related to her in any sense because she was also oh. But but then also they they didn't have any other kids yeah so but then was somebody who took the the place of chief were they related to them or not related to them at I don't all? I don't know how the so is because okay because of Korra it can make out with being the Avatar right right mm-hmm. and like in uh kind of literally like water tribe royalty and also related to the moon I think that is a pretty dang good stack of odds to be dealt i don't know was there like a war between because like like we said there's like 70 years between these two series it might have been like a war and another family took over who knows i mean it's not really said stated at any point i guess because nobody cares uh also yeah maybe maybe it's in the comics the last airbender comics i've only read some of those (laughs) who knows leave a comment if you know if if you have a theory or if you want to explain if you want to if you want to mansplain to us couple ladies what's going on in this it's not mansplaining (laughs) it's just regular explaining Anyway, um, please, ha- please leave us a comment. We're not talking about mansplaining right now. I have yeah. opinions on that. Oh, God. Okay, we'll talk about that in the next random episode. Whatever that is. Whenever that comes out. Anyway, back to the show. Stay tuned, kids. We keep getting so distracted in this episode. That's why this episode is so <laughs> gosh dang long. Um, anyways, we're like, we're back to South Pole. So they're getting attacked by spirits and stuff. You know? Yep. They're, and... Unlock's trying to save the spear bedding. Cora tries her hand at the spear bedding stuff. She hasn't quite gotten it so far. She gets it a little bit. She gets a little bit. And honestly, pretty good for her. Yeah. She stacks up pretty nice. Um, and so, but but the spirits kind of mess with all their stuff and they kind of take all their supplies. They mess with the engine and the yeah, snowmobile. Yeah, yep. And things. Very that was bad. funny. And, uh, and so basically they are up a creek without a paddle. Yeah, and they have Tenrak no. is like, we should probably leave. This is bad. And Unlock's like, yo, we're almost there. We're almost there. Which right? is like, I would say if they were like super close, like I said, like within like 10 miles, mm-hmm. just keep going. Yeah. But if they're like 100 miles away, maybe go back. Right, right. And so Cora's like, we don't need to leave that. Just you. You need to leave. And he's like, all right, guess I'm going. And he turns back and then they keep going. They keep going through the Everstorm, which is basically this eternal snowstorm that's going on in the South Pole. No big deal. Like you do. Um, and so they finally reach this weird looking forest thing. And they're like, hey, go in there and open the spirit portal. No big deal. And she's like, uh, what? How? And he's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. You're the avatar. Um, <laughs> who knows? And um, then I, I think Michael was kind of like, okay, well, we're going to go with her, right? And, and he's like, nah, 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 nah. You, you but I was like, but we're a team. And I'm like, 
I I was kind of like, yeah, this feels like something that she has to probably. She's got to do. She's the Avatar man. She's yeah. got to like just do it herself. And we, you know. Um, and so. Uh, I'm not going to say something stupid. I don't remember. I, feel, <laughs> I think we've just started blocking that part out of her mind. I feel like at some point he probably said something but, stupid. Well, it's in a very honest kind of way. He probably. Well, um, I know. Cause I remember there was an apology yeah. near the end. Mm-hmm. So I probably said something stupid. Well, I think that was before all the other stuff he said before too. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, so Cora goes in, she's getting attacked by spirits. There's a little fight involved, but she finally gets it. She goes into the avatar state and she's finally able to open this portal. Which like the thing was, so like she kept trying to break it. Yes. And I'm just like, go into the avatar state. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> We're both like, all right, we obviously it's a spirit thing. So just channel the avatar state. And then I'm like, oh, look, she went into the avatar state. Surprise. Um, and then this huge light shoots out. And it's like northern lights. And it's like the Aurora Borealis, but in the South Pole. Is that what is it is cool. called? The Aurora Borealis? The I, northern lights? Yeah. Yes. I just call it the northern lights. Yeah, the Aurora Borealis. All right. Uh, also on my bucket list to see. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, I've been, I was going to say, I've been to Alaska and I still haven't seen them. Really? Yeah, I went to Alaska. Oh. Uh, when I was like 13, I went. Nice. That's. I was on a cruise. Oh, well then. <laughs> we all can't go on cruises to Alaska well, now. Well, I'm not sure when they come out, like in the winter or the summer, because mm-hmm. I went during the summer. I'm not like, sure if it's time of year. I think it's just certain. Because I was going to say. It's all about magnetic things in the sky. Because, like, I don't think anybody really wants to go to Alaska in the winter. <laughs> but, like, in the summer, it's just, like, literally just, like, you know, like, wear a North Face and you're good to go. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, in, in you know, in, in real life, I think it's caused by some kind of magnetic something. Uh, and here it's caused by dancing spirits in the sky. It's very pretty and everything spirit. <laughs> They're basically and, the and same and thing. Tonrak turns back and he's like, yo, my girl did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, And then Cora comes out and then everyone gives her a hug. Uh, Bowling gives her a hug, but then Eska is like, what are you doing initiating physical contact with another woman? And I'm like, oh no. And we're like, we can see where this is going to go. Or it could go the fun way where, uh, oh, Eska. Oh, yeah. Eska kind of like un- tries to understand human it's emotions. Oh, okay. I thought this was going in a very different direction. No, no, no. Saying, okay. I'm pretty, I hope, oh. I hope that, you know, there's, I, cause I like Eska and I would like some character progression. Yeah. And so I don't really care about her brother all that much. Then, uh, Cora, Cora and Mako, they have a little moment where they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry. We were kind of. They apologize. Start here because she's like, yeah, being the avatar is hard, and Mako's like, being the avatar's boyfriend is hard. And we're like, no, it's not, Mako. Yeah, have um, you met Katara? <laughs> Katara handled this with grace. Um, and so, they granted, got- like they weren't like a couple. Couple. Would, I don't know. Like, when was it like declared? Like them declaring that they were a couple? Like at the very, 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 very last ten seconds of the series. <laughs> like I think like within like that like because I know like there was like that one episode where um they were in the the tunnel mm-hmm. cave thing and like they may have kissed. Yeah. So, like, they express that, but then I, and, like, I even think at the end of season two, they express their coupliness, but they had other shit to worry about. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a weird, complicated thing. Anyway, back to, end. Anyway, we're almost back done. To, back to the series. We are almost done. Um, So, they finally make their way back to the southern tribe, and then all these ships are coming. They're like, hey, what are these ships doing? And it's just a bunch of Because everything water changed tribe. when the water tribe attacked. Because everything changed when the northern water tribe attacked. And we don't quite know what's going on because yeah, we are it? left on a cliffhanger. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, look, something interesting. <laughs> Something interesting happened. Hooray. Um, all right. So what are your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that concludes this episode of First Reaction Made Reaction. Yeah. <laughs> we got so distracted in this episode. We had so many words I think to talk about. I feel like that's a point. Just like, I don't, it doesn't feel like a ton happened. No, it really, really not. I think the, the main points of this episode were to talk about spiritual stuff. Um, you got to know Cora's father a bit, which, like, honestly, I didn't really care much about Cora's yeah. dad. Like, because, I don't know. Like, I knew, I was happy that her parents were alive, but, like, I, I didn't really care. Oh, we also missed this one part. This what? one part, because I totally skipped over Oh, it. yeah, with uh, Tenzin's daughter. Yeah. So that, she, that was interesting. Yeah, Janora was, like, looking at the, the room of the statues of all the mm-hmm. different avatars, and we saw Aang, we're like, it's our boy. Yeah. Um, but then we find this very strange, like, wooden statue, and we don't know what it is. Um, but as soon as the southern portal opens up, it lights up weirdly. Yeah, that was interesting. What's the deal with that? What is the deal with that, Kayla? That's a great question. We'll find out later. All right. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think the main points of this episode were to talk about some of that spiritual stuff and talk about that Southern Portal um, and also just give us the backstory about why these two brothers aren't and very And like trying to make Kor's dad look like the bad guy and yeah. near the end of this episode. Yeah. Eh. Like, that's also a point. Like, if you try to make somebody look like the bad guy, yeah. it kind of doesn't work out for it, you. It kind of backfires. Like, in any story, like, if that happens, you know that they're the bad guy. I started, yeah. think, I started to think of Pride and Prejudice where Wickham, like, tells Elizabeth, like, all the stuff about Mr. Darcy, and then you're kind of like, oh, wait, but Wickham's the bad guy. 
It's a very classy reference. Right You're welcome. It's very classy. Adding a little class to my sass. All right. Um, I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> counts. Still counts. Um, and, my, and my high school did it for, for a play my oh, really? last year. Yeah. Nice. Good for them. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I think... I don't, I don't really know. There's there's not too much to talk about this episode, I feel. Uh, I think we already said... I already said, I think, what I needed to say. Because this episode is, yeah, I think it's kind of still more plot kind of based. Yeah, although, to be fair... Out some stuff here. To be fair, I thought that, like, once you broke through the portal, I thought that it was kind of like, oh, we solved all the spirit problems in five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And I was so mad. And then, like, you saw the stuff that happened at the end, and I'm like, okay, we didn't solve the... We didn't solve it. We're right. okay. We can still see that there's a lot of plot left to go. Maybe we don't quite know where it's going, but we know that there's still a show left to watch. Hooray. All right. Any other hope, final thoughts here? Um, I hope that it gets more interesting and nothing <laughs> that I dislike that, that I disliked in the last season comes back up. And I hope these characters get back to where they were from the beginning. Yeah. That's a very good point. Is that going to happen? You know what? We're going to have to watch and find out. So no. Okay. On, on my favorite season of The Legend of Korra, <laughs> book two, Spirits. All right. We're done. We- <laughs> All right. We're done. This episode is over an hour long. Oh my god! <laughs> um, if you if you are still listening to this point, thank you. This no, we had, I think we had some fun on this episode. We had a lot of fun on this episode. I had a really good time. I, I can't wait till the other ones are posted, and then this will get posted, and then we'll yeah we'll tell our tell everyone about it. And so so if you are still listening, thank you for listening because we had a lot of fun doing this. And you can find us on stuff. And you, yes, so thank you for listening to this episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. If you want to keep listening to us, you can also find us on iTunes. Now we mentioned that at the beginning, but don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Get all your favorite episodes right on your phone, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube and get all of our your favorite videos that way, too. You, you can also find us on Facebook. Facebook at Woody, Woody Close. Um, Twitter. You can find us Twitter at Woody Close, or you can send us an email if you like to do that kind of electronic mail thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you Woody want to, Close. we're just going to at gmail.com and if you want to because we're going to promote a little bit we are on patreon so if you want us to continue doing this and get some more fancy equipment oh yeah if you're you can, like man that sound quality is terrible well i mean we we can only afford so much because we are uh fresh college grads yep. from the class of 2016 and, and then you we can uh start actually doing our patron only stuff because we have an because we don't have enough patrons to actually do that stuff yet yeah but if you want to hear the commentary for this episode like the co- uh, the commentary for this past episode was very good it I was we actually talked a lot which um, wait, technically we haven't posted any commentaries for anything sh- on Patreon. Don't tell them that. If well, you, if you become if you a become patron, patron, then we can start posting we stuff. We will put it on there, and you will get all the good stuff. Hooray. All so that's that patreon.com slash Productions. Or yeah. Witty Clothes. I don't really remember. Witty Clothes. Well, if you look at Witty Clothes, you, that'll usually uh, get you anything. We also have links below in the description. Yeah. Um, through any type of media, we usually put our links in the description, whether you are on SoundCloud, iTunes, or YouTube. Uh, also, give us some likes and comments if you have something to say, because we will read some of your comments on the air we respect your opinions respect and, cr- and you criticisms um yeah we really love to hear what you have to hear um so thank you for watching this episode of first reaction fan reaction i am your host galen clothier with me is my co-host i'm dara whitman and we will see you next time peace peace <laughs>